With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go, Stars! The Avengers may have a Hulk, but we have a Robo. Dallas Stars win tonight. Final score, 6-5 to five in overtime. Welcome to Starcast Joker Marks. Alongside Chris, my name is Ryan. We appreciate our DraftKings Sportsbook sponsor for being our sponsor of this episode of our podcast and of all of THPN. Thank you to them again. Use that promo code THPN next time you are there. Chris, I know you're waiting for me to stop talking, so what do you think? Uh, welcome to the 40 goal club, Jason Robertson. Oh my goodness. That overtime goal was absolutely disgusting. I had to rinse my entire body and do a deep juice cleanse before we started this podcast, just to try and get some (laughs) of the dirt off of me. It just goes to show you that Robertson is worth way more than the 7.75. He's being paid right now. He is worth. He should be by far the highest paid player on the stars and by a significant margin. He should probably be getting 11, 12, maybe even 12 and a half million at this point because of the things that he can do. And this game is 100% a catalyst as to why he deserves all the praise that he gets. Yeah, he is one of the best hockey players in the entirety of the National Hockey League. I would put him easily in the top 20, probably in the top 10. And even more about Robertson is we, we've been talking about this. He's not just a one-way player. He comes back and he does play defense. He may not be the fastest skater in the world, but who cares when you've scored back-to-back 40-goal yeah. seasons, 
the first Dallas star in history to do so. Not Zagan, not Ben, not Madonna. Mr. Jason Robertson is the one and only Dallas star in Dallas stars history to have back to back 40 goal seasons. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, and, and the thing about it is it's, it's also not just the fact that he scored tonight, Chris, but it was the times that he scored it, the times that he scored it. When the stars finally go down for the first time in the game, they're down four to three. It looks like we're going to be down a goal going into the third period. We're going to allow Calgary to come back for the first time this season from a large deficit and win the game. And Robo's like, nah, 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 I don't think I'm going to let that happen. And then when the game is tied and it's in overtime, he takes it himself and he just does everything himself. It, it just, I mean, we can't say enough praises about Jason Robertson today. The dude is insane. He he is the best player on our team. He deserves so much more money, so much more praise by the media. I mean, he is outstanding. If he can get it going in playoffs, which we haven't seen yet, he could be a franchise player for the Dallas Stars. Absolutely. Are we are we already talking about that this guy could possibly be one of the greatest Dallas Stars of all time? I know that's yeah. pushing the pushing it a little further than we think, but I think he could be. I mean, not yet. Obviously, he has to continue as Dallas Star and keep doing what he's doing right now, which is insane. But if he keeps doing this, then yes, easily. So, okay. So, with the good stuff out of the way, especially the good stuff out of the way, what are some other things that you want to talk about in tonight's game, Chris? Because I have a, I got a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Again, another one, very unpopular topic, but we'll get to it. Do you have anything you want to discuss? Yeah, let's keep it on the positive side for a little bit because there's lots of negatives to talk about. The pushback from the Stars is fantastic. To come back after you played a terrible second period, to push back in the third and claw that back, and then to get the overtime win when you have sucked in overtime, I mean, that's determination and that's willpower. And that's get it doneness is what I'm gonna call it. And Get-er they got done. it done. Get her done. So I do want to talk about about that a little bit. I will disagree with you in the fact that when they it just seemed like in the third period they weren't really pushing back all enough, in my opinion. They yeah, they just I weren't agree. doing enough. But and compared they, to the second, it's way better. <laughs> It, it's still not where you want it to be, though. I mean, it's like no, the first not. period was fantastic. And, and and again, this goes to another point we've been making this whole season is they can't play a full 30, a full 30 minutes, a full 60 minutes. <laughs> if only it was 30 minutes. I, might, I, mean, I think they got 30 game. tonight. <laughs> well, I, I do want to talk about the power play a little bit because talk I think we had three on the night tonight. Was it three? Uh, but. First off, the the first one was flat out terrible in the first period. We looked better without the power play in the first period than with it. In the second period, when we had the second one, the second one was absolutely fantastic. And then in the it was either the end of the second or in the third when we had a power play. That one also did not look very good either. So I looked, I went back over the power plays just real quick before we came on live here. And I thought to myself, what's the difference between that second power play and then the other two, which were which were absolutely terrible. 
And the problem is, is if the Stars don't start with the puck in the offensive zone, if they don't win the faceoff, the power play is almost shot because they they just can't seem to enter the zone against against these teams. And they they even made a good point about this is that this was the only good, you know, penalty kill squad we've seen this whole road trip. Vancouver is the worst in the league. Buffalo's is terrible. Seattle's is is in the bottom third of the league. So is that the only thing the, the, the only difference in the power play, Chris, or is there something else that you're noticing that I'm not? A big thing is still the injuries. Uh, you only have one unit now again, uh, without Sagan and, uh, Marchment, the second unit is not a thing. If Fox is on your power play unit, you don't have a power play unit. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a little frustrating, but I mean, what are you gonna do? You you've got two of your best offensive weapons, and it especially sucks because those two guys have been doing so well next to Max Domi, and now Max Domi is having to play with brand new line mates again. So it, it's just frustrating. Hopefully, we'll get Sagan back on the uh, homestand coming up here, but we'll have to see how that goes along. I do want to talk about the the defense tonight. So the, the Stars go into the game tonight. They t- take off Olufsen, and they throw Lundqvist in there with the idea that, you know, Lund- uh, Lundqvist has not played in the last five games. And I think I saw him, like, touch the buck once in the game. And then I don't even think he had a shift in the third period at all, Chris. So we basically played down, down a man tonight because Lundqvist was not allowed to touch the ice tonight. But I don't think it was because, you know, it it wasn't because Lundqvist or like DeBoer was like, oh, we're just going to stick with these six guys. Lundqvist didn't give any reason to Pete DeBoer to allow him to have a shift tonight. So, I mean, Lundqvist didn't play well tonight, and that was just my thought. What, what did you see out of Neil Lundqvist tonight? He didn't play enough for you to be able to tell if he played bad or not. He he had two shifts. I mean, it, he he didn't get played is what it was. I don't know what the point of him being on the team tonight was if he wasn't going to get played. It's pretty stupid in my opinion, but whatever. Maybe uh, maybe Olofsson's hurt. Maybe he's tired. I don't know, but seemed pretty dumb. Yeah, so tonight Nils Lundqvist literally had, oh my goodness, <laughs> two minutes and 39 seconds on ice tonight. Yeah, that's not enough to see if he's doing good or not. But what I don't understand is why is Nils Lundqvist not playing when people like Joel Hanley are playing and people like Colin Miller are playing and people like Ryan Suter are playing. Those three guys sucked all night long. They, they were terrible. The entirety I'll of the disagree. I'll disagree with you on, on, on that. I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is against Lundqvist and why he's not getting enough ice time and, and stuff like that. But, I don't. He he's not giving any reason why he should be allowed to do it. And if you, you look can't in give the a reason pre- if you're not getting played. If if you look at the previous games, the five games before the the defense those. has the defense has been doing better without him than with him. And that's my that is my opinion. And it may well, be unpopular. And in, in, well, in my opinion, sucked. yes, the defense was bad. But it, and we'll get to the next thing to, here tonight as well. But the the other six guys were a lot better and i just i just thought that it that's the way that it was tonight 
in in Pete DeBoer's defense, Ryan Suter is not playing near as much as he was, you know, 20, 30 games ago. He's only getting to like tonight, he's only got 15 minutes and 37 seconds on ice tonight. And even in those 15 minutes, there were some instances where I was like, there's some pretty bad plays there. Um Hanley, I thought yeah. he was I thought Hanley was good tonight. Hawkapaw made up for some of his stuff because he scored the goal and he was in the right place at the right time. So that helped. Colin Miller had a couple of bobbles, but again, he was pretty solid tonight. Obviously, Mira Haskinen is Mira Haskinen. And then um who else did I leave out? Um Oh, Essa Lindell. That makes sense because <laughs> if you don't notice Essa, he's doing his job. So uh, I thought Essa was really good tonight as well. So uh, there there was some disagreement in your eyes there and some shakes of your head. So what, what did you think of the defense overall? Colin Miller was just bad. Every time he touched the puck in the defensive zone, it was a turnover. Every time he touched the puck in the offensive zone, he just slapped it at the net, normally hitting the first guy in front of, in front of him and getting turned around. It was terrible. He was He was the worst, I think. Suter made tons of boneheaded plays in his own zone. That turnover, uh, just with a weak pass on his own blue line that almost led to the go-ahead goal in the second period, unforgivable. Hanley could not get the puck out of our own zone. He did not do it one time. I did not see him with an outlet pass one time the entirety of the game. So I I, I don't understand that. I, I see how Suter played better offensively. He did have some good offensive moments. But defensively all three of those guys I thought were terrible and were the big reason why Calgary's forecheck was so oppressive tonight because they could not make a pass without bobbling the puck or without literally just handing it to them. What did you think of Ottinger's play tonight? This is going to be, this is, this is going to be the unpopular opinion here. He wasn't good enough until the third period, the third period. He was the only reason we were still in the game. So he's just very hot and cold right now. It's it's really frustrating because in the second period, that's when you really want him to make a big save, and then he doesn't. And then the third period, he does make the big save, and it's like, well, but giving up five goals, he's not, he's never going to say that he had a good night. So Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score on a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. You know you got to bet on my favorite team, the Arkansas Razorbacks in the NCAA tournament. No, it's not. It's the Aggies. Uh, they're going to win it all. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I, I want to kind of talk about Ottinger here for a second because I did some research during the second period because I was getting really frustrated with the fact, and, and I wrote this down after the goal was scored, but the the breakaway goal, I forgot who scored it. Uh, doesn't matter. I, as soon as the breakaway was happening, I, I knew it was going in the back of our net. And here's the, here's the, here's the thing. It's really bad. It's really bad because I had this same feeling. When we had the duo of Niemi and Lettinen 
all those years ago, we spent like $14 million on two quote-unquote number one goaltenders. It always seemed like when the goal was going to be scored, like it was a, like it looked like it was going to go in, it went in. And we were, and constantly I was feeling that way that season. I, I remember, oh, there's a two-on-one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go in the back of our net. Okay, there it goes. And I had that feeling with Ottinger tonight as soon as that breakaway started. And I haven't felt that way for a majority of the season. And that led me down a rabbit hole. And I looked at the big advanced stat for goaltenders and how you can judge how well they're doing. Because goals against average is not fair. Save percentage can kind of be misleading sometimes too, although it's still a good stat. The stat that a lot of people look at nowadays, advanced stat-wise, is the stat called goals saved above expected per 60 minutes. Now, don't ask me how how it's calculated or anything like that, but I do know a lot of people nowadays use that specific stat to look at how good a goalie is. And again, it's objective, but it's it's less subjective than save, save percentage in a lot of people's opinions. Not mine. Ottinger has a .22 goal save above expected for the season. That puts him at 38th in the league of the 100 goaltenders that have started a game this season, which is not good. Okay, For his expectation and where we want to see him at, he needs to be top 20 is what we expect. Now, what I also did, and I, I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot, but there's a lot of back talking to talk about. I went to his last 10 games. And the only games that he had a significant goals saved above expected was the Vegas game. And that Vegas game, when I think we won in overtime or in shootout, he was absolutely fantastic. But since then, I think six out of the, the last 10 starts he's had, his goals saved above expected is below zero. So if, you, if you're zero, you're considered average goalie. So in the the Vegas game, it was at like a 2.22. So he was fantastic. And and he's had some games, like especially against Vancouver, he had like a, a negative 4.2 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was significant. So as much as we want to talk about how the defense is kind of letting us down right now, and yes, they are letting us down. Ottinger is not playing well either. And I know that's a lot of explanation to say, well, this unpopular opinion as he's still not doing good. He, He's not. He, he's not playing well right now, and he's not playing enough. Uh, not playing well enough to where we should see him. Now, the one thing I will say in his defense, he is one of three goaltenders that have started over 50 games this season, and he's the only one that's been doing it for the Stars on a consistent basis. And that's with... Wedgwood, who apparently was only going to be out a week, and now he's been out a month. And you can't trust Matt Murray. And we tried Matt Murray against Vancouver, and it really didn't work. So, but the, the thing is, is you, when you still need to be called upon, you still need to be relied upon, and Jay Gottinger is not doing that for us right now. I mean, he get, he's getting consistently bailed out by his, by his offense right now. I mean, yeah, Sorry. the past two weeks, he hasn't been as good as normal but i mean there's been stretches where he was the only guy who was doing anything i mean you think about our slump the only reason we're still in number one after having a month and a half long slump is because of jake ottinger too 
And like you said, after 50 games, he's he's the highest ridden number one goalie on the best team. You know what I'm saying with that? That doesn't make sense, but y'all understand. So you got to cut him some slack there. And he's not getting any rest right now because we have no Matt Murray. I don't buy that stat as a hundred percent end all be all um, because that stat can also just say how lucky a goalie's getting. That's not just, Oh, he's making good saves. It's like, Oh, he got hit when a puck got deflected. So I, I don't buy that as the, the penultimate stat. Um, I, I still think eye test is the best thing along with save percentage is a huge thing. So I, I don't buy into the advanced analytic, but there's not much I can really argue about that. And so I'll just let the people decide on that one. All right. So moving on from that, cause I don't, I, I just blabber on for like three minutes there. Sorry everybody for the word salad there. So three goals in the first three minutes in the game, two for stars, one for the Calgary flames here. Uh, Fox uh, had a really good goal there, and so did Pavelski. So both of them, uh, first line right off the bat, contributing a goal on the first shift, which is very important for the Stars. But the 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 goal by Landholm to to kind of cut the lead in half kind of worried me a little bit because of the Stars' inability to kind of close out games and to win games in 60 minutes lately. So uh, were you worried after they scored that first goal? After the Flames' first goal? After the Flames' first goal, yes. No, I would say I was still happy. I mean, being in the lead after the first period on the road, I'm never going to be upset about that, really. And I would argue, after they scored that goal, that the Flames really started pushing a whole lot, like a whole, whole lot after their first goal. And for a majority of like the middle of that first period, the Stars were just able to kind of hold off the uh, the fire there. And then Johnston got a goal on that tip shot. It looked like it was going to be Ben's 30th, but they took it away and gave it to Johnston. So Johnston now in the lead for Ricky goal scoring with 20. He's the first rookie in the NHL to get to 20 goals this season. Matty Beneers is still at 19. I mean, I'll ask it again. Should this guy get some color nomination? Should he win the nomination? I still don't think he wins unless he goes on a crazy run at the end of the season here, just because Beignet is just more complete player overall. He's not just a goal scorer. But if there was a goal scoring rookie award, of course he should win. <laughs> I really wish that people would also look at how important he is to the team. So Matty Beniers is important to the team, but they also have a lot of 20 goal scorers this year on Seattle. So when you look at why Johnston's significance uh, compared to Matty Beniers to the Seattle Kraken, I would say it's equal. And some people are saying, oh, well, Matty Beniers is much more important to the to uh, the Seattle Kraken than Johnston is to the Stars. I would disagree with that. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there, uh, especially right now when we don't have a second line, and he is, he's the second-line center right now for this team. So he is very important to this hockey club. What did you think of uh, the decision to go 11 and 7 tonight? I thought it was stupid. Why Not did you think it was stupid? Because we didn't even play the seventh defenseman. So, what's the point? I, the only reason I see for that happening is Olofsson is hurt. I, I really don't think it was because Olofsson was hurt. I think it was because 
you know, Lundquist just needed to get in a game. I really he think that was the only reason. He in the game. <laughs> he was not in this game. He was not playing. He did not play. That is correct. Um, really, there was a lot of missed opportunities by both teams in this game tonight. I mean, Calgary hit, what, five posts, I think? Four or five? At least four. Maybe five or six. And then, especially in the first period, the Dallas Stars, and I was I was worried it was going to come to bite them in the butt. They had two giant rush opportunities where they were just not able to finish. They didn't uh, get a shot. I think on either of one was one was to Don off and yep. the other one was, was Glendening. No Glendening. Well, then there was another from Pavelski then because Pavelski had one wide open that he just missed. Maybe that was maybe that one was as well. But thankfully, it doesn't come to bite them in the butt tonight. So I, I mean, could you believe how many missed opportunities there were for both teams tonight? Yeah, and there were still 11 goals in the game. Crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Very different from uh, the playoff series, right? For sure. So, I mean, after the first period, the Stars could have been up 5-1. to one, And then after the... Should have been. After the second period, the game could have been, you know, 5-3 to three Flames. I mean, 6-3 to three Flames. So, thankfully, the Stars did not get uh, destroyed in that category tonight. But... One other thing I wanted to point out was it, it was really strange. It was in the third period, at one point the Stars had lost every single faceoff. They had thirteen to zero in faceoffs in the third period, and somehow they're still able to pull out the win. So, I mean, how weird was that? Was was that just beyond beyond strange for you? Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, that was just bad. I mean, you can't do that when you're the best face-off team. I mean, Fox had the worst night of his life on the face-off dot. And he played great offensively for the first time ever, I thought. So, <laughs> I guess he can either win face-offs or he can play good offense. You can't have both. I want to pull up this comment over here. Brooke saying, are we seeing Fox's value this season? Chris, you've been kind of hampering on him that – He's not worth $3 million as a fourth liner. But this fourth liner, I believe, has 12 goals on the season. Is that not is that not enough to get 12 goals on the season, plus be a really good uh, four-checker, plus be a really good penalty killer for this team? Is that not worth $3 well, million? 12 goals is a lot better. If you are playing a fourth-line center role, you are not worth $3 million. No. What if he gets to 15? If he gets to 15, no, if he gets to 18, yes. <laughs> Only 18, but if he makes 17, he's not worth it. Correct. He also exactly. has no assists. He How many assists does he have? 12 goals. He has 11 goals. Oh, that's crazy. Loser. He has six assists. Six assists. Less than 20 points. Shut up. Whatever. You trying to fool me with a goal number? That's garbage. I tried. It didn't work very well. I knew how many points he had. I just wanted to see That's if I could garbage. corner you. you, you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've gotten this far without mentioning Rope Hintz, who was very quietly instrumental in the game tonight. Three he had three assists, assists in the game. Nuts. And I mean, it, it, it two just... assists and a goal as well. The whole first line was just nuts. And that was something that we talked about in the last game where that we just did not have. And we got it tonight. And Robertson came out of his hole 
and really showed what he could do. So did Hans and so did Pavelski. Pavelski had a goal and two assists tonight, right? Yep. And then Robe Hans had three. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's fair to expect to see all three of these guys do this every single game. But boy, did we really need it tonight. And boy, do we need it going forward, especially if Sagan and Marchman are going to be out long term. And then the last guy I talk about, the captain, Jamie Benn, two assists on the night and 20 minutes time on ice and nearly scoring the overtime winner earlier in the overtime period. So the dude was nuts. Once again, Vinicius continues crazy. And again, another multi-point game. I mean, he's had a ton of those in, in this season. So, and Dodonov looked really good. Max Domi, I, the, the guy can dangle, especially in the uh, overtime period. We saw how good he is with uh, his sticking with his hands. So, hopefully that continues. And I, I really hope that, we, I really think that what this team is missing right now is we just need Sagan back. Uh, he, he's so important to this team. And, that was the first thing that they highlighted right off the bat when the broadcast started after stars live. So, yeah. Um, Chris, I don't have much else to talk about, but before we kind of wrap everything else up, uh, how important is Sagan to this team right now? Very. That's it. It's 1230. <laughs> this is the last West coast game. Thank goodness. Stars will come back for a home stand. I think it's three games. It's a three-game homestand coming up. Before we wrap it up, biggest winner, biggest loser. Who do you got, Chris? Jason Robertson. He's amazing. That goal needs to be on every highlight we reel in all times, forever, for all the thousand years. Jason Robertson's goal. Biggest loser. Colin Miller. <laughs> I'll give my. He sucked. I will give mine to Nuzlunquist for only getting to play two and a half minutes of the game tonight. I don't even. That's a his fault. That's Pete DeBoer's biggest loser. No, that's not Pete DeBoer. It's not Pete DeBoer. Free and... Honka. I mean, Lundquist. <laughs> Free Honka 2.0. And then uh, since you gave yours to Jason Robertson, I'll give mine to, to Wyatt Johnston getting his 20th of the season. And he's been the best Dallas star on the team in my opinion, for this whole road trip. So the Stars get through their longest road trip of the season, arguably their hardest because of the distance traveled and the time they're, they've are they been away from Dallas. They go 4-2, and two and they come back home starting on Tuesday. So we look forward to that game on Tuesday. Chris, you got anything else? We take those. We'll take those. Once again, we're going to be doing a live episode live in person, live, live on live on Saturday against the in Canucks. Person. Hopefully, the Stars will actually beat the Canucks this time, and we will be doing it outside on PNC Plaza. We'll be looking forward to that. And as always, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Chris, take us out. G-G-B-O-I-Z.